B-Pod Studios. Sci-fi. Whoa. Anime. Whoa. Video games. Whoa. Comic books. Whoa. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. This is Nerd Radio. Excellent. Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio on the podcast page, WRAF.com, wherever you're getting your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. And of course, on your social media, Nerd Radio 101. I'm your host, Chuck Bean, joined by your co-host, James. Hello. We're, who is who is here even yeah. though you are on vacation. I'm here. I'm on vacation. I'm a dedicated po- podcaster, is that yep. what the title would be? Yeah, well, actually, the big, the big dogs brought me in to do some... Extra work on my vacation, so oh nice. Nerd Radio lucked out. You getting some overtime on that? I'm getting a little OT, a little yeah. vacation OT time. So. For sure. So Outback is on vacation, yeah. but he'll be uh, he'll be back next week. And uh, me and you wanted to sit down and at least uh, do one second yeah. of Nerd Radio. Yeah, why have... not? We're still I'm still here, still in the building. I'm only a little little drive away. Yeah, less of a drive than Al. So right for sure. He's... What have you been doing with your vacay so uh, far? Nothing. Nothing. No video nothing games. Really. No, no nothing? I've been playing a little bit of Realm Royale. I'm yeah. still back in the realm. They just got their new uh, Battle Pass. Okay. I don't know the official. I know. All the, I watch all the nerd stream, and they're like, "This is the uh, OB20 patch." Dot one one. I'm like, oh, just call it the new battle pass. <laughs> just call it the new battle pass. That's all say, it is. Is the battle pass essentially just a patch to you know it's equalize just, uh, some things out? It just means they have new updates. So since the last update, they had the new updates, and then they give you 50 new levels to like play through with new things to unlock. Okay, like new skins. Like so now the theme is like good versus evil. The uh, the eternal conflict. I think is what they're calling it. So okay. you can unlock some skins for your characters that look like demons or. Um, it's a lot of like good versus evil type stuff. So like, sure. there's like an angelic like you sword to... marker that you can use on the map. So when you want to spot, you know, plot out your next destination, you can use this giant sword if you unlock it. Or right. the one I'm I'm gaming for is like it looks like ghosts. Oh, there's nice! Like a portal to hell with like some that was, ghosts was, coming out. I was telling you last week about the the Rocket League it has like the '80s thing. Going yeah, on the Ghostbusters like stuff. Yeah, yeah the Ghostbusters. One of the thing is when you um when your car when you turbo boost your car, mm-hmm. the effect behind it is just slime. Oh, I want that I so bad. I love it so bad. Is I, that a like an unlockable thing? Or yes, is that a, we want some. some yeah, cash. You, you have to. Uh, you have to. No, if you want the Ghostbusters car, that's about two or three bucks. Okay, but well, that's not bad though. A couple really bucks isn't. isn't bad. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, what gets me is when you have to drop, like, $25 to buy a bundle or something like that. Sure. So, like, I ride around the realm on a unicorn. Okay. And one of my faithful Twitch followers donated the money, to, you know, to Excellent. get a unicorn. But unfortunately, I couldn't buy the unicorn. Just unicorn. You had to get a whole. I had to buy a whole bundle with princess, princess fairy dust. And, well, that way I call him Edible James. So, in the game, when you before you completely die and you're out, you turn into a chicken. Okay, So, yeah. now I turn into a gummy chicken that I call Edible James. <laughs> Um, but then I ride around on a unicorn, so I if get all, it. If but, only you could put an effect in there to get people real high. Oh, yeah. As soon as they turn me into a, a little chicken, edible, edible James, right. James shows up, and all of a sudden everybody's having like psychoactive trips or something. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see him. Oh, I feel so good, though. Um, were you a big uh, video store renter? Back I was for a while, like back in uh, like out of high school into college, because most of my college career is more uh, it's more dedicated towards video production and film production. Yeah. Um. So I was getting I was in the movies, but it's usually like Kevin Smith, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Well, I asked because uh, about a month ago the uh, Family Video it was like right down the street from me closed down. Did they? And uh, there's. 
They liquidate all their porn? They're, I I don't know. Or being a family video. They have <laughs> an extensive porn collection That's over true. there. That's true. That back room was They was have an crazy. extensive collection of porn, and the one by me has nothing but CBD items now. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah they're all they're all heavy into the CBD stuff. Yeah. But like, there were three family videos near me, and the farthest one is the one that stayed open, and the other two closed down. Of course. And the the people at the family video were were telling me that apparently they're owned by the same company as Dollar General. Really? So all the family videos that closed are now Dollar Generals. Oh, which what a is horrible trade. <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> Because it's one of those things where, like, the building is still a family video building. Uh-huh. You just redid the inside. Okay. Which is always a, a weird phenomenon. They still have, like, the return, the outdoor return. It's, yeah, You're it's like, still what am I returning the, the family dollar? <laughs> I want to return here this old candy I just bought. Let me return that. I want when $3 I was, uh, back. When I was growing up, when I was in, like, high school, we had a, a Taco Bell that went out of business and then turned into a Subway. But and you could like, still tell it was a Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We're like, going to Taco Way. You 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 totally you changed the pa- wallpaper and the setup inside, yeah. but like this was this was the Taco Bell instead of burritos and nachos dancing around the walls. You just either have like old school New York subway like yeah, newspaper no, it was, print. It was the New York subway, or I can say, or pictures of sub submarine sandwiches that you cannot get at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> like they have these weird, crazy, like long, classic looking like subway subs that right. you would only find on like it's a stock this, image site. Yeah, it's a shutter stock. Like, I'm on subway you, yeah, I'm pictures. on your subway. Like, I want to see your artist paint like me up that. a sandwich that looks as good as the one on the wall. I still love your sandwiches. As much as I hate it when someplace, uh, like, you know, a video store or record store closes or something like that, they always have those big deals. They blow out stuff. Oh, yeah. I ended up getting a couple of video games for, like, stupid cheap. Uh, I got the the House of the Dead Overkill for the Nintendo Wii. Nice. Which is a House of the Dead that was made specifically for the Wii that was, like... It was like an R-rated House of the Dead. For like, wow. Yeah. Like R-rated. The, there was a the f- handful of games for the Wii that were strictly adult games, and all of them usually go for a lot of money because the it's Wii so was- so rare. Yeah, the yeah, Wii's the Wii all like, for I'm not saying it's totally kids, but it's more family-friendly gaming. It's right. never like the stuff you see on the PS4 where there's curse words and sometimes yeah. an occasional nipple slip and yeah, stuff no, this like game that. Yeah, rated mature. That's crazy. And like right from the get-go, like there, there's a stripper oh. uh, with, you know, Hello. old Nintendo Wii uh, gotcha. uh, graphics, something like that. It's it's very Duke Nukem. Hey, still usable. <laughs> still usable. Just like the Duke Nukem babe, still usable. Still usable. Back then, perfectly usable. Now as an adult, maybe it's frowned upon a little bit more, but it's Go still f- usable if you're desperate. Right. Nowadays you look for something a little bit uh, a little bit more realistic. Like high def. Yeah, for yeah. sure. H- HD strippers is what yeah, you're exactly. looking for. Yeah, exactly. And it's strippers games. that cater to my sexual needs more so than just... Did you- Gyrating. Did you try out the Duke Nukem, the last one they made? That was no, I have absolutely not. awful. No. Was it bad? I do, I didn't. Oh, I it makes me sad because I love how uh, much of a smartass Duke Nukem is. Like I love the dialogue. Oh the, yeah, the, the one liners they put in there. Usually they're ripping them off uh, from old eighties movies. Yeah, like Army of Darkness. And yeah, a lot of them for Army of Darkness. But I, for for the longest time, I didn't realize when I would drop Duke Nukem lines, I'm just quoting like Bruce Campbell from different movies. Yep. I was like, <laughs> they stole that from Duke Nukem. Nope. And then my buddy's nope. like, no, actually Duke Nukem, they stole all that crap. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, I, I got to talk the to the guy who's Duke Nukem, the the voice Do you? actor. Oh. Yeah, a couple of a couple of years ago, he was at Umicon. I really, think, I think it was Umicon. Yeah, and I got to sit down and talk with him for five minutes. Great, that's guy. awesome. Do you get super you, cool? Dude. You got to get people to do like drops for the podcast. Yeah, there's a there's a. In fact, I'll play it dur- at the front of the next segment. We've got a. This is Duke Nukem. And you oh, perfect. To that's Radio, awesome. Yeah, man, we got to. That's something fun. we should keep top of mind. Yeah, because like, I know that I have opportunities to meet different voice actors and stuff. That for sure, cons and stuff like Astronomicon and things like that. Yeah, just get them to say you're listening. I'm never like, yeah, that's all we need you to say. How yep. much is that? Two bucks? Three bucks? Come on. <laughs> $20 Can I buy to get you a drink? 
Here's a Gatorade. Well, the last one, uh, the last uh, time I tried to get somebody to do one of those, it was Jim Ross. That one conned. Oh, did you? I, I, he, he didn't uh, give me a nerd radio uh, drop, but no. like, I, Amy was taking pictures while I would, and apparently it was money to get a picture with him. Uh-huh. And I've got this picture where I'm talking to him, and he is looking dead at the camera, like, "Give me that money." The f are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bitch, better have my money. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, you better buy some barbecue sauce. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure that that would that smooth things over nicely. Yeah. Have you did you buy any of the barbecue sauce and how was it? I did not. No, okay. I did not. I've heard it's great though. I had a friend that that made sure yeah. to buy it. I've a heard nothing of it. but good things about uh, Jim Ross's barbecue sauce. I've just right. have yet How to is it taste not just it. called Jim Ross's barbecue sauce? I don't There's know, some alliteration it's a hell, in there. Yeah, it's a, that's how you sell it. That would have been absolutely it's perfect. It's probably more like it's uh by god, right. delicious barbecue sauce. But it's Can't funny it. because I just added to the stack. Like I said, I got the House of the Dead game. I got uh, the last Transformers game that they made that was like based on the old cartoon. Oh, so it's all nice. kind of cell shaded and looks crazy. And it's like brand new. Still yeah, essentially, you know, so it's cheap. a rental. Well, rental I guess it was version. a rental. Yeah, so it's. But you know, it's they clean the disc and everything, yeah. so it's you know, it looks cool. But I it just we're talking about family video. It just <laughs> added to the stack mm-hmm. of old games that I that you know like that okay maybe you'll get around to at least Xbox you can pay full price Wii games yeah yeah you, you, that's that's why you get them is because yeah. you're like wow this is like less than ten dollars yeah, what's sad for me is I'll buy a game like to review for Casual Gamer or I used to do video game reviews with Chuck the Freak yeah so we'd go out and buy these games we play it just to get enough to talk about the game and form an opinion on it and, it just, and then it just gets right in the pile chuck like, it into the pile sixty dollars nothing <laughs> but net baby slam dunk. Do you um do you ever go through this thing? I, I I do it all the time. Amy was just commenting on it because uh, I've been playing the Marvel, the second Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, you know, it, you're getting hyped up for the next one, for right? For the third it's coming one, out yeah. in a couple of weeks. It is. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's soon. the second week of July, so we're only a couple of weeks away yeah. from it. But I, I I played through it all the way and uh, and enjoyed it, and it wasn't too difficult. So I started it almost immediately over on like the hard okay. difficulty. Yeah. And she was like, I have never seen somebody beat a game and then immediately go back to play the game again really yeah see i never did that but my old roommate that's what he would do he would start on easy yeah and play through the game and then he'd go you know as the levels would increase he'd just keep going through and playing it and i didn't realize that because he would trash talk me so bad (laughs) whatever first uh, call of duty it had the zombie mode in it yeah in order to unlock the zombie mode you had to beat the game you had to make it through the entire game now you can play zombie mode so my friend's sitting there waiting for me to beat this game for weeks he's harping on me about how much i must suck how horrible i am i can't get (laughs) the zombie mode unlocked so i finally beat the game on regular i always play through regular i start out regular if i have a lot of fun playing it i'll try it on a harder level but otherwise i'll just play through the normal difficulty right the way the video game got God's intended you to play, not like some crazy psychopathic uh, obsessed gamer. Right. So I finally beat the game, and then we're playing Nazi zombies, and I'm asking him like, "How did you get through so fast or whatever?" He's like, "Oh, I was, was playing on, play on easy." Yeah. I was so pissed. <laughs> like if I could twitch back then, or I could record that, right. I just the whole just, time I just annihilated him. I just lit his ass up <laughs> for 45 minutes about him playing through Call of Duty on well, easy. I'm sure part of it is him giving you a bunch of crap about taking so long to get through it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm super upset. I'm like, you didn't tell me you played through on easy. I'm assuming you're a normal person. You play on the normal difficulty. You don't go and start like a little baby. You're calling. You're making uh, all sorts of all sorts of names. Who's calling me? Right. No, I always try a game out on like the easier difficulty level, and if I like it, then sure, I'll try it on the on the harder one, which is essentially what happened with Ultimate Alliance. But the reason I bring it up is because as gamers, we all have that stack of games. That's oh, yeah. like you know that goes back one or two generations worth of systems that you still you're still sitting on something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself sometimes when you're playing a modern game and you're like not enjoying it, like Fallout 76? Uh, yeah. <laughs> try just essentially going like. 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this game out of the stack and try this out instead. This has to be better than what I'm playing right you know, now. It crosses my mind from time to time, but I don't actually pull the trigger on it just because yeah. some of the games I'm like, there's probably nobody else playing because a lot of the games sure. are only online. Um, and if you do end up getting online, there's maybe only one or two other people, so it's never as much fun as what it was. Yeah. in its prime. Now, if it's a game where it's just like story story mode, like it's all campaign based, yeah. I'd be more willing to put that in and play through something like that. Yeah, most but, of the, most of my backlog is is games like see that. like campaign type stuff. Yeah. See, all mine ever since I could play online and call kids names and they could call me <laughs> names back. That's where you go. I'm sold. <laughs> you know, it's like a mutual like it's like a mutual disrespect for one another. Right. I love it. <laughs> just get online, calling them names, even if they're better than me at the game. I don't care. I'll still call them a name. Yeah, because I'm sitting on like the Deadpool game, okay, or the Wolverine's Origins game, because that game's cool because it's, it's full of blood. Oh, nice. Wolverine slashes dudes in half and stuff like that, and like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, Ninja Turtles, kind of stuff, which leads to something I'll tell you about in a, couple, in a minute here. Um, what was the other? There was something else that I, I I thought of while you were talking, and I'm like, I gotta ask him this, and it's right out of my brain. I hate when that happens. Yeah, the story uh, of my life. Not important. Not important. Um, so what I wanted to, uh, what I found here, like minutes before we came, we sat down here, there's a dude online uh, called Mariso X who has put together this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake. Okay. Uh, originally, I guess from from what I was reading, it was supposed to be a Super Nintendo styled remake of the third game on the NES. So the third one, the Manhattan, that, oh Manhattan something. Project, yeah, the Manhattan okay. Project or whatever like oh, that. Man, so I don't was, think I played that one very much. Yeah, he was like, "Well, I'm going to make one that looks like it's on the Super Nintendo." But it's, okay. and he's done a bunch of these. He did like a Super Karate Kid, where he took the Karate Kid NES game and okay. kind of upscaled it to Super Nintendo graphics. Oh man, if that's the game I'm thinking of, that was a horrible game. It was a bad NES. game. It was super bad game. But this kind of exploded out of control because now it's its own thing. And it's this amazing homage to uh, the Ninja Turtles franchise of the 80s. It's okay. got 60 playable characters. Really? Wow. 60 of these. It's got 17 stages, four bonus stages, four-player local co-op. It's only on the PC. Uh. So you got you got to do it on the PC. But let me pull up this video so you can see it because I was blown away when I saw it. Is it right. 60 playable characters? I, don't even, I can't even probably name 60 people from the Teenage Mutant Genghis Ninja Turtles Frog, universe. Genghis Frog, Ace Duck, Usagi Ojimbo, they're all in here. So like yeah, check, Jones, Splinter, check this out. Bebop Rocksteady. Because it looks hilarious. Well, I like the animation fun. already. Okay, so now they're showing you like, is this all gameplay from... Yeah. So it looks like, you know, it's that uh, side-scrolling... Oh yeah, this is just like the arcade game meets uh, beat the yeah, one the that I can never beat that you yeah. beat. It's got a nice 90s theme background going on, too. Yeah. But, yeah, they show that uh, you can play as April. I guess Casey Jones is in it. Oh, this looks fantastic. Doesn't oh my it? God. There's even a, there's a level with the Technodrome that looks like it was pulled straight out of the first one on the Nintendo. Yeah, I think I saw that clip. But, but they've just got seeing, four um, turtles jumping around, beating it up. you got the giant, uh, whatchamacallit, why can't I think of Krang's body? Yeah. yeah, the big robot body. Yeah. And this is playable on PC, huh? Yeah. I might have to look into actually playing this. I know. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I got to download yeah. this. I got to see what this, how this works out. If, if I can just if I can hook a Xbox controller to my PC and play this, woo-hee. Wow, that's awesome. What a awesome. great time that's going to be. That would be uh, a blast. That'd be a fun to game to stream, too. Yeah, for sure. Under the nostalgia it looks like he's done a Power Rangers game as well. So this guy just takes other games and makes them playable on P. Wow, I feel yeah, like he's, he's dancing on some legality lines. Oh, there. I'm sure. That's why I wanted to mention it because, like, go before get it gets pulled down. Go get this before somebody decides yeah. that you're not allowed to have this anymore. <laughs> yeah, but looking at the screenshots, there's a bunch of like the the four the the Genghis Frog and 
Attila the Frog are all in here. I wonder if the Konami code works on it, too. Oh, that's a good point. Because that was the best code to use on the Ninja Turtles arcade game, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I can't wait to download this and check it out. He's done a Thundercats game. He's done a Power Rangers game. It's crazy. That's nice. uh, Yeah, go to to his website, M-E-R-S-O-X.com, MersoX.com, because that looks like a bunch of fun. I'll have to let you know about it. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Once uh, Once I download it and check it out. But uh, let's get moving. We've got uh, Mike Pandoff's coming in next. Yeah, a lot, going, gonna, a lot going on. Yeah, we're going to talk about some Game of Thrones because he's the only person we know who's super into Well, we, Anne was super into Game of Thrones, but yeah. he's the only person who uh, frequents the show that was super into Game of Thrones. So we'll talk about the Game of Thrones finale, and then uh, we're going to have Kyle back in and talk some video Kyle games. Zilla. Well. Kyle Zilla. is coming back. So uh, Nerd Radio returns. The name's Nukem. Duke Nukem. You know I've got balls of steel. I wouldn't be saying that unless I was here on Nerd Radio because they've got balls of steel too. Hail to the Nerd Radio, baby. It's another week in Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast, but especially on WRIF.com. That's where I suggest you get your podcast. My name is Chuck Bean, the host of Nerd Radio, and this week joined by Mike Pandolf. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you, Chuck. Team B representing. Yeah, this is B team. Go, B-team. go, go. So I wanted to have you back in the last couple of weeks, actually. We didn't make it happen a couple of weeks ago, but specifically because the last time we had you on, you were talking all about Game of Thrones. Yeah. You are the one person in nerd radio who was still into Game of Thrones. Now that it's over, what did you think? I uh, actually been talking about it with people. I It was kind of, like, unsatisfying, but, like, I've seen way worse. Like, it just it kind of sucked to a certain degree because Benioff and Weiss, knowing that they're going off to do Star Wars, I feel like, and then also HBO said they would have gave him more time, more money to, like, make more episodes. Okay. You can definitely feel it after, um, especially after I came in, they kind of rushed the last three. Like, you just, like, boom, boom, boom. It really felt like week after week after week into this last season that uh, Game of Thrones fans, at least on social media, were more and more displeased with yeah, like, where it was headed. The build-up for the first three was awesome. Like, um, I was listening back to when I was on, on my way over here to, uh, tonight to gather my thoughts. And sure. Like, wow, I was really, really hyper, and I was like, right, you were selling were super... this. They should have been paying me to sell their product at that point. <laughs> you were super excited about it. But it just sucked because, you know, it, there's no more Game of Thrones. So, like, and, but, like, the thing was, though, they didn't have any books. So they got kind of, like, PowerPoints from what I've read. George R. R. Martin was telling where certain characters were going, especially who ends up sitting on the throne. Right. Uh, it's been out for a month, and you, if you didn't watch it, maybe, you'll, like, Chuck, you'll catch up eventually. Sure. The guy who ended up on the throne, Bran, Bran, people had a big issue with, but, like, if you watch the show completely, he is kind of, like, that protagonist that you, he's just not in the action, but he is kind of, like, the main protagonist throughout the show mm-hmm. to a certain degree. But Jon Snow love... um. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Um, I'll, I think you should check it out. My one roommate who um does filmmaking, they're uh, making of show like the behind the scenes about what goes into making Game of Thrones is mm-hmm. fascinating. It's like an hour and a half documentary about the last season. Well, once again, according to social media, apparently what goes into making Game of Thrones is leaving coffee cups in the middle of shots, hey. plastic See, water bottles. I can't believe they miss stupid stuff like that. Like it's kind of weird to me. Like. You like a script read is there, right? The guy who's telling everyone where to be in place and what their lines are if they need them. You think he would notice that? Like sitting in the chair, just like me and you right now, looking at Amelia Clark. Yes, she is beautiful, so I could see how that's distracting. But like, come on, it is absolutely one of those things that how many people are on set and nobody 
thought to go like, hey, wait. <laughs> right. Um, but the only, I guess, real disappointing thing um, I really had with it, like it was a cool moment when it first happened was I'm sure you saw the gif of Arya jumping out of nowhere and stabbing oh, yeah. the king. For like, sure. That was awesome to watch live because you were like, yes, because like, you thought everyone was going to die. Right. I wish that night battle would have gone like two nights. Like the first night they held them back barely. And then the second night, you know, it's kind of like the old Rocky thing. Like, are they going to get up or are they going to keep getting knocked down? And, um, but the thing that sucked. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about, I'm getting mad. I'm imagining Um, you going to like the, the, the army of what is it? Winterfell or whatever like that. And being like, can you guys stretch this out for one more night? Well, like (laughs) I just want to see Jon Snow like fight, like, you see him kill a bunch of minions, right? But right. You don't see him take out any lieutenants. Like, the lieutenants are sitting there. But, like, I want to see Jon Snow or any of these cool-ass fighters that you've been telling us are cool-ass fighters right. go up against something that is out of their realm. And they, they that was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. That's like seeing Cylons in Battlestar Galactica not shoot a gun at a human. Like, right. Now, I, I saw that there were plenty of people who were not real pleased with the characterization of uh, Daenerys in the last season. Well, like, the thing was, though, is that her whole thing is that I'm going to rule. This is my kingdom. This is my land. And then John, being a higher birthright, technically, than her, her whole, like, that's her existence. Like, without that, without that claim, what is she? Right. She's gone through so much over the subsequent seasons of Game of Thrones to get to where she is, to have that taken out from under her. And everything, she tried playing their game, and, you know, it, it wasn't working. And she's a conqueror. Like, she is... Uh, not Conan. Um, well, maybe Conan, but um, <laughs> oh crap! My, I, I wish I was here. Um, Genghis Khan. She was pretty much Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. She was conquering, moving on, conquering, moving on. But her whole issue until Tyrion showed up was that she didn't know how to rule. She didn't know how to get the people to love her really, except for with blood and fire. Right. So when she lost her crap after her best friend gets her head chopped off in front of her. It was really cool seeing Drogon, like, to see what a dragon could do. Like, you got this army of 30,000 guys in front of this wall, right? Right. And one dragon just comes up and just sweeps them up like they're dominoes. And that's what she should have done from the beginning. And, um, yeah, her going a little crazy, um, like they always say in the show, a Targaryen, because they're incest bloodline for generations. Flip a coin, you either got them crazy or they're not. And I think her coin... It was her finally being crazy. Right. So now that, um, how many seasons were there, Game of Thrones? Eight. Okay, so so now that the, the it's over, it's eight seasons, I have a couple of questions. Okay. First of all, um, obviously, as you were saying a couple of minutes ago, you're not real pleased with how it wrapped up, but overall, are you still a Game of Thrones fan? Yeah. You still, uh, I'm excited for uh, you the You still prequels. appreciate the journey, and that was, that was my next question. Okay. Were they to decide to do more stuff with game of thrones are you are you gonna come back oh yeah there's plenty of more um just like you know lord of the rings i'm sure like yeah the hobbit there's so much i want to know about that led up to this moment of like um 50 years because um the whole reason why game of thrones is the way it is is because a guy fell in love with girl girl didn't love him so they started a war that's pretty much what it went and um it was really cool on showing you that victors make the history the way they want. So sure, um, but there's Robert's Rebellion, the thing that started all of this. Um, they got a prequel series mate going right now that's all about um, it's like thousands of years before where it was supposed to be, and it's going to show you how uh, the protagonist of the White Walk or antagonist of the White Walkers, 
how they really came to be. Okay. Because a lot of people were upset, too, that they didn't explain. Like, there's this one symbol, or these symbols that kept showing up, and it's kind of like them taunting, but nobody knew what they meant. Like, they don't even say, like, in the books, um, from what Anne's told me and from what I've wet, read, um, not a whole lot's been discussed about where the Night King and the White Walkers come from. Sure. So I, I think there's there's hope, but also I just don't want them to... I, maybe this will segue into another thing. I don't want them to make, like, Capricorn 1. or uh, I don't know if you ever watched the prequel series, The Battlestar Galactica. No. It's called, it was called Caprica. It showed you how the AI... It was very full of itself. Okay, I kind of re- remember that. Yeah, that it was, was like thinking. one that, shot. And I was going to say, it didn't last very no, long. No, so as long as they don't do that, you know, take your time with it. Don't Disney it with Star I, Wars. I still have this uh, this thing with uh, if, if there's a show that even looks remotely interesting, like the minute I know it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, my interest nosedives. See, I'm surprised you haven't watched Krypton. I hear nope. good things about it. For one thing, not a Superman fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And for for another thing, it's it's one of like it's one of those things where I I see the the commercials for it. I'm like, well, I'm not a Superman fan, but that looks like a pretty good show. Oh, it's Tuesdays on Sci-Fi. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Hey, thank Sci-Fi because Jason Momoa's one of his first roles was on Stargate Atlantis. It was, and he was practically playing Aquaman. So it was yeah, cool. no, <laughs> there's plenty of stuff, and there's plenty of stuff that's good on Sci-Fi. It's just like I said, like Happy was that. pretty cool. Um, the I I really liked what was it a couple of. Uh, it wasn't Death Race, but uh, the with the, the car that oh, they were killing people yeah. for. Like, we, I watched uh, half a dozen of those and thought they were pretty all right. But I had something about, like, seeing it. I was like, oh, it's on Sci-Fi. Well, it's going to be kind of B-movie garbage. So I don't think I'm here for it. Stop hating on my childhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it sounds like Game of Thrones, even though it wrapped up kind of eh. And it seems like that happens a lot with television shows. Yeah. You get, you get that kind of you know like you you get so hyped for it that the hype becomes impossible to live up to oh you can say that about like i said fan theory bullshit uh. starts going on and i think that kind of hurts especially when there's like a a year and a half to two year hiatus so we all start coming up with our own theories about how we want it to go right it, it's the same thing so i think that actually played a big factor in it because you had fan build up in their heads like oh i would i hope this character does this and then you know they find twenty thousand people agree with him on a subreddit Right. So now they think that's going to be the way it goes because, oh, I read this script out. Like, I think that does have a factor in some way. Um, but at, at the same stuff. time, that's a big part of, of watching a lot of television. Even, even you know, normal passe television shows, something, you know, back in the 80s like Dallas or something like oh. that. Like, <laughs> a big part of it is trying to guess, like, what are these characters going to do next? Or, you know, where is the story going to go? Oh, yeah, water cooler talk. And now water cooler is on the Internet. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, the, the Internet is both a, a blessing and a curse and that you can – Find a whole bunch of people that are into the same thing you are, uh, but sometimes those people are not the kind of people you want to be associating with. No, <laughs> so, no, you do not. And it kind of ruins your joy of the thing that, you know, you you like in the first place. Oh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of that, like, um, uh, do you have any finales that you've, like, you were so happy about and then, like, you were going into a show, you're like, sweet, it's going to go this way. Right. And it... Well, kind of let you down? Yeah, well, for me, the, the the big one I clearly remember was Lost. Everybody was very upset with how Lost wrapped up. I feel like Lost and Game of Thrones will have that connection. I feel like we all I seem to so. like love the journey, but the ending, we're just like, they didn't stick it. Yeah, well, and I think that was the big thing with Lost, is that they were so good at making questions that made you think and made you come up with, like, you know, leaving you a little bread trail of uh, clues that made you think of where this could possibly be going that... 
when they finally had to when they finally painted themselves in the corner and had to come up with where actually are we going uh the answer is was never going to live up to everyone's expectation and it's crazy because the creator of that show um did his did what he wanted to do with lost he did it uh where they didn't explain anything really it's called leftovers mm. it's like about three seasons really emotional like do not watch it by yourself it is depressing but in a good way oh, it's like the punisher on netflix the whole, yeah it's like the whole show is all about grief and loss so the guy like two hundred forty-eight thousand people just vanish uh-huh. and they never explain why but you're seeing these you follow like this family and how they're dealing with it because where like, was this show between uh end game and infinity war Jeez. oh this this i want to say it was like 2014 2017 it had a run right at first i didn't like it because i thought it was gonna be all religious because you know that everyone knows sure. that whole so i'm like, like oh, i'm not rapture. gonna like this and then all of a sudden like what um i saw the cast and i had to give it a shot because um yeah, it it was really good. That that show, if you want a really satisfying ending, it is probably three seasons and everything gets answered and not everything gets answered. They leave some things up in the well, air. Well, and but... I think that's I think that was a big part of what what went wrong with Lost is maybe you just don't give us an answer. Maybe the answer in our head is going to be way cooler because there's a well. Okay, they just reissued Neon Genesis Evangelion on Netflix. Okay, about a week or two ago, and um, that is uh, is an anime show. From back in uh, like the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Probably one of the pillars of anime. Okay. Um, the last two episodes of that show are really, really kind of, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but like they blow your mind in in that, not, not that they're good, but just like this isn't the show I've been watching for the last you know, 22, 24 half hour episodes. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and it, it was a, it was actually probably one of the, my first, my earliest memories of like, the story in my head was way better than what you gave me to the point that they ended up having to make movies a couple years later to actually officially wrap things up because the actual last two episodes of Evangelion are just like, wait, what the F? Right. That At least you got that. At least you got some movies. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, a lot of people, you know, really, really hopeful. Well, even going back to like, I, I, I can tell that you're not as pleased with some of the current Star Trek or Star Wars uh media as as we, that we've oh. gotten in the movie theaters as as some people like myself are but you you get people where like they go to the movie and they see something they don't like and then they start an online petition no no I, just i'm goofy. so i'm so sick of those online petitions like i think everybody i've not talked to anybody who's like this is this is important no it's not it's not important enough to even get my electronic signature like honestly, right. game of thrones eight seasons over you know what once george r finally released the last two books i'll read the books and if i like the books better then guess what i'll have the books what and dvds right on my shelf what happens if the books are bad then we're all let down <laughs> that's it that's it that's all you got for it that's all all I got. i've no, never cause... read the books because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna invest i think reading there's way more of an investment of reading a freaking book that's like 500 pages and is way more intricate than the show was the show was the dummy down version like i was talking to al I like Orville because I, I could get invested in Star Trek, but I like how Orville's so grounded and they're more blue collar, but they're still in that whole was probably two hundred years smarter than you. Okay. So I always tell him like, yeah, it's my dumb version of uh, Star Trek. Right. So I, I enjoy it. That's it's fair. The dumb down version. No, because you you hear too that like uh, Robert Kirkman, the writer of The Walking Dead, like he is 
now that The Walking Dead is kind of overtaken, like it's gone in a drastically different direction. Sometimes it starts, you're both going north, and then one of you just kind of veers off to the thing. Now the show is going in a westerly direction, and, and the, the comic is go, still going in a northerly direction. Um, but he has taken stuff that he's seen them do on set from the show and going like, oh, that's a better idea than I had. And it has changed how the book is. Now, he said in a recent, actually, I haven't talked to Al about this yet, but in a a, a, a very important character has died in the last like two months of yep. The Walking Dead. I know. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if you were familiar with it. I didn't want to spoil it. If you, yeah, it's fine. I, if you're yeah. not caught up, like Al Beck is not caught up, then you might want to skip the next like five minutes of conversation here. But they killed Rick in the in the in like, the Walking. Good, like not like he, he is, got flown no, in a helicopter. He's no, actually dead. No, the cliffhanger in one issue is him getting shot in the chest, and they wrap it up within the first three pages of the next issue, and he is like he gets. He takes two more bullets, the dude runs away, and Carl is the next one in the room, and Rick's a zombie, and he has to put him down. But they killed Carl. Ah, okay. I'm like, that sounds already better than the show, because Carl's still alive. Right. <laughs> but my, my, my point is is that he says in the letter page at the end of the issue that like this was always where he was headed with Rick and his, his story or something like that. I don't know how much I believe that. I mean, I always feel like Carl... like. I've read some of the comics. I've read up to where they got to Alexandria. But I always felt like Carl was going to take over the Rick position because he was going to be one that was like, you know, early childhood, non-zombie. Now he's lived a significant amount of time in zombie world. So he's going to be what the population is going to be. So I feel like Rick dying is now Carl can become what... How old is Carl in the comics? I really haven't. Caught I don't. Him. I don't. I think he's like somewhere around like eighteen or sixteen or something like. Yeah. That. So that. But means... he's already lost an eye. Like he lost. He's effed up. Yeah, he's probably yeah. taking a bullet and like the scratched the side of his head and took his eye or something like that. Like he's got problems, man. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, the comic is is you know like I was saying is a drastically different animal kind of thing, and that's where I wonder. You're going to be reading those last two George R. R. Martin books, and you, that's got to be in the back of your head the whole time. Is like, is this really what you were going to do? Yeah, exactly. I could, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. You that, know, he probably had a completely different well, voice and face to a lot of those characters before they even got cast for a television show than he would have now when he's writing them. But like, from what I picked up, is that he just I don't know if Kirkman's done this or if you could tell if like Kirkman took a while. But I feel like he got himself in a knot because from what I've read. And from what people tell me that read the books is that some characters were so far off, you couldn't tell how they were going to come back together. Like he set too much out there to where like, how the hell am I supposed to tie all this up? So he got himself in a nice little knot. Yeah. So hopefully he's figured it out. Well, and I think uh, going back to the Walking Dead comic, I think I think the future isn't so much Carl. It's it's probably Negan. Yeah. Because he's done a lot in that in that book in the last couple of years to try and soften Negan to the point where he's kind of like in the same way that Venom started as just a straight up villain, and then within a couple of years they're like, no, let's let's make him an antihero. Yeah, let's make him somebody we can team up with the Punisher or Deadpool. Now the Jeffrey Dean Morgan casting makes so much more sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ever since. I saw him in Watchmen. I can never like take that out. Where, like he, yeah, like, he's he always so the good as a comedian. Are you excited for that coming out? You got my HBO subscription know. for that. I, I do. Yeah, it's funny. I use your HBO, uh, your your HBO now to uh, check out the movies on there. Like I watched Predators, and uh, that was that was fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> 
I know you 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 gave me your login specifically with the instructions to watch Game of Thrones, and I watched. Oh a no, no, no! I'm not mad about that. I'm, um, I'm a giant. I love the Alien Predator universe. Sure. And I love the first 25 minutes of that movie, and then it just. Oh, it's not great. No, Shane Black, man. He, you know, fooled me once with Iron Man. And then film like then he make like he's good at making his own movies. It's uh, not great, but it is fun. I know. Like I said, <laughs> the first twenty five minutes is great. But um, any other shows that you've watched? That uh, you know what? The uh, me and Al have been talking up this show because we love the comic. Um, the Boys is coming to Amazon in a couple of weeks. I can't. wait. The end of July, and they they just put like a red band trailer up on Amazon <laughs> Prime, whatever, cool. like that. And it's it's fantastic in the same way that. Um, watching like the first couple of uh, trailers for like Preacher were fantastic, and that like I'm watching these characters come to life. Like, yeah, it feels like the casting is perfect. I'm not seeing exact scenes from the book, but I'm seeing stuff that I'm like that references scenes from the book. And I'm like, oh man, oh this is gonna be so. I love Carl Urban, anyways, yeah. and he's gonna be the lead in this as Billy Butcher, and it's gonna be. I, I can't wait to do it. And and speaking of Amazon Prime, I was telling Al last week, uh, the second season of the Tick. Is on there right now. Yeah, I watched the first season and really, really enjoyed it. Are you sad they canceled it then? A little bit, but at the same time, um, I didn't like one of the things I I love about it is that the episodes are like half hour episodes. They're like twenty two to twenty eight minute episodes, right. and it gets a lot done in twenty two to twenty eight minutes of every episode. I ended up binging half of season two already without even realizing it because I had it on while I was working on something on my computer. And every time an episode would end, I'd be like, oh, that's it? And then I'd remember, oh, yeah, they're, all, they're, they're kind of short episodes. So, like, two hours later, I've watched half the season, which is oh. fantastic. But it's got, a, it's got the same sense of humor that I expect from The Tick and all the previous iterations of it. But it also has this interesting – you can see where it has the DNA of what superhero media is now. Right. I, after Game of Thrones, I fell into uh, The Strain. On FX, I watched the first season of The Strain and really enjoyed it. But after when they hit somewhere in the middle of season two, I just kind of dropped off. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of like it's been a chore to get through the last season so far. Uh, but yeah, pretty much once he lost his big ogre, like gigantic body, the master got really like I'm like okay, well he's not a giant anymore. So sure, but I I think it um it's I, a cool show though. Oh yeah, and I can tell how uh, Del Toro took his um. I don't know if Strain came out because it was a graphic novel before. Right? It was a comic, yeah. It was a comic before. I wonder if it came out before Blade Two or after. Because, oh, way after. Yeah, okay. Because I'm gonna say Blade Two's vampires are very similar to what the Strain are, and that's For why sure. I like it. I like how they don't make them like um, that one TV show. I can't. That's not on Hulu yet, and I keep uh, Shadows in the Dark. Or what we do in the shadows? Have you not watched that? I've seen clips because I've been craving it, and it's not is, on Hulu yet. That is I don't my know why. favorite TV show of 2019. Oh, I saw the scene with like uh, where he sets the. Uh, he's like, oh, spooky, and he just sets the decorations yep. on fire. And I'm oh like, no, I it's see this it's now. hilarious. The movie is fantastic as well, and I know you can find that on a streaming service because it was originally a movie. Um, and that's uh, Taika Waititi of Thor Ragnarok. As well as uh, Jermaine Clement of um, the the uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, very nice. Yeah, no, it's it, I I highly recommend it because oh, okay. it's it's it takes the vampires, it takes a lot of the the mythos of like vampires and werewolves and all this stuff, and just kind of like turns left and is is hilarious. There's there are so many times during that season. Every episode has at least one thing that makes me laugh out loud. Oh, really? Like literally, make me go ha! That's good about it. 
See, I need good comedies because there's no good comedies right now. I've, I've, it's hard to find comedy shows now that binge, I've noticed. The sitcoms, yeah. without it being a sitcom, it's hard to find. Well, and that's weird too. Like, I don't want, we're, we're going a little long here. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get fully into it, I guess, but you, you see it in almost every entertainment medium, whether it's, uh, whether it's comic books or, or movies or television shows, something like that, or, or video games, how there's this window of opportunity where, like, especially in movies, you see where it's like, if you don't make back what you put into this within your first two weeks, it's a failure. Right. And and you see that in every in every medium, but it's got to be especially difficult on television now. In that, like, critically, you can be a fantastic show. Years after you were financially a disaster, because people binge watch you over and over again, and people think it's you know your well, that's your how show you find fantastic. out about shows like Firefly that become Serenity, the movie, right? Because that show had such a massive following after it got canceled, for and that was season. well before streaming. Yeah, exactly. that was strictly based on DVD sales, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's very hard right now. I'm with Netflix finally canceling the last of uh, Defenders. I won't watch Jessica Jones, but. It's yeah, I'm be... interested to see the third uh, Jessica Jones because of the some of the some of the choices they made with characters to put in the show the, for the last season. I'm like, wow, that's that's a really strange Marvel character to interact with Jessica. I want to see that. Before I let you go, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about. It. Did you like Punisher season two or? I didn't get through all of it yet. I showed my roommate because but... he, he didn't. He's like, I don't know about Punisher, so I skipped season two because I'm like. Just watch the first episode of season two, and you'll totally understand it. And right. I thought it was really well done. It's it. Yeah. I, no, I like the first season a lot, I and I like what I see, saw the second season. So I, I don't think they're gonna let him go. I don't think any of them. Like uh, listening back to old podcasts, I think all of them will come back. I think it's gonna be a lot like the the CW universe. I think that uh, there's there's definitely a a spot for all those characters and those actors and actresses playing those characters. I don't think it's going to be on the big screen though. No, but there's multiverse. So let's, yep. let's embrace it as Mysterio says. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Mike, thanks for coming in for some nerd radio. What? This is nerd radio. What? Wow. What? All right. We're back with some more nerd radio here on the podcast page. WRAF.com as well as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. My name is Chuck Bean, joined by James and uh, and Kyle. Thank you. We're hanging out, talking about some uh, some stuff we talked to. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about E3, talked about a whole bunch of games that were released at E3, but a game that we did not talk about because there's so much stuff uh, released at E3, and everyone's going to latch on to something different. It's like, oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, so talking to you, Kyle, before you came in uh, this particular week, you were saying there was this game called, is it The Outer Worlds? It's called The Outer Worlds, yep. Yeah, that you were super pumped about, and I don't think we, we discussed it when we uh, the week of E3. So tell our listeners at home and myself about so, this game. So Fallout New Vegas fans, you don't exactly get a Fallout New Vegas, but you get one in space, and it's called The Outer Worlds. Um, it's really kind of cool. It's made from, obviously, Obsidian Entertainment, and it's it looks so cool, like nostalgia here for me, just because I loved the first Bioshock and I loved Fallout the Fallout games as well. Um, I've call, kind of fallen out with Fallout a little bit, but that's because we all right. <laughs> Even a battle royale mode's not going to bring me back in. Nope. <laughs> but uh, as far as Bioshock and New Vegas, those were both monumental games that have stuck in my head for many years. Sure, and. Uh, Outer Worlds is kind of that. It's their new, it's up and coming. I think it comes out 
October. You say in the fall of this year, I believe. The fall of this year, so around October, and um, it just looks really cool. It's a it's a narrative driven uh, first person shooter, but there's obviously going to be lots of RPG elements and. So it's it's made by the the Fallout guys. Yeah, from Fallout so it's, New it's Vegas. more than likely going to play a lot like Fallout. It's going to be first person, but you're going to be picking up a lot of stuff, and it's going to possibly be open world. Yeah, you'll be the intergalactic, over encumbered man. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, they actually said that it's um, so they've got their own version of the VAT system. If you remember that from Fallout, and right? You can choose to really kind of you can play the hero, the villain, or the psychopath. So you can really mold who you become. What is the difference between the villain and the psychopath? <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I think I we don't all know the difference. I think, I, think, villains, I think the psychopath is the villain. I think oh. the villain usually has a goal where a psychopath, the psychopath just is just a villain, but on steroids, like right. he's chopping up body parts and a psychopath across the, 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 psychopath the galaxy. Is the villain without a plan, yeah. essentially, <laughs> right? And they, um, uh, if you want to check the game out, um, obviously you can't play it until then. But there right. is a huge uh, gameplay. Reveal um, on YouTube if you just look up the Outer Worlds. It's their E3 live demonstration. Now you was super cool. You guys are talking about this is this is a space based game. So are you going to go Correct. be able to go from planet to planet? Um, the way I understood it, uh, and hopefully I'm not overstepping what I should be saying, but from what I've seen, I think you're on a planet in outer space. Okay, and instead of like a post apocalyptic world. You're dealing with like a developing a de- space like an, colony, like an alien world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think you have like alien monsters and things like that. You're going to have to fight. And I think the main storyline, the plot revolves around like how they harvest food. Okay. And some dirty business that's going on with the food because right. they actually grow the food that you eat. Or they, right. They do something to to grow like this weird cattle type thing that you eat. So it's a little bit like, you know, the, a, a colony of humans have moved to this alien planet and are trying to develop yes. a, a new colony. And that's the gist I got from it. I think from it's kind of uh, reminiscent of also the game you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is Cyberpunk 2077 and that. Right. Um, in both of these games, especially in the Outer Worlds, because it's a developing world, you have to deal with a world that's ran by the corporations – not so much you, the person, or a government body. So you're really going to be going around making a name for yourself, good or bad, right? And uh, really kind of relying on these companies. And that's something that's really kind of unique to me. I, for me, what I like about this game is the look, just how they took kind of that New Vegas vibe with the the kind of like multi corporation feel that you see when you're in Bioshock down in Rapture. That's what I was going to ask because you've mentioned Bioshock a couple of times. I was wondering what the connection was that you're seeing between this game and Bioshock. Just like the different, like, um, I can't even remember, like, uh, Ferdinand something, or Frederick Fontaine's Fantastical, like, just kind of like the showy... Retro, you talk about like retro type, yeah. retro feel style feel. So you see things like retro, like a retro toaster, but you're in the future. Okay, yeah, stuff like that. It oh, just you're a reminds bad example. me. Of I don't know why I said toaster. <laughs> All the things I'm like, you see a retro toaster? Look, in the future, they're gonna need toast. Yeah, so we're this gonna toast true. up some space toast. So, but that's what it reminds me of, and I'm super excited. Like they had a little reveal, I think last year at E3, and I just loved it. It was kind of the scientist guy, and he's like. Oh yeah, we're we're doing great here, and something's like trying to get out of cage, and right. you're, you, the player, like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> sure, but and I just thought the cool, it thought it looked cool, and um, I'm excited. 
Uh, I'm also excited for Cyberpunk, but well, yeah, I wanted a little to get more that. excited for this one. I wanted to get into that too because the the big headline about Cyberpunk 2077 is Keanu Reeves. Yes, but that overshadows the fact that like it is a game. Um, it does. It looks very Fallout like, from what I understand. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh yeah. So it takes place obviously in 2077, and it has. It's kind of like the same thing. Like, so you as a person can go out and get modifications for yeah. your body. And uh, there's like a meter, I guess, that you'll have like in the game where if you have too many modifications, you will go nuts. Right. And then it's kind of like, have any of you guys seen Repo, the genetic opera? Oh, yeah. So kind of like that. They'll uh, <laughs> they'll send people out to kill you in the game you if don't you don't pay, pay your... up your uh, pay up for your organs. Is that the one your... with Jude Law? Uh, I think he was. I think and Forrest Whitaker? Where it's... they come and they steal your body parts back? No, I think that's an. Or am I thinking of a totally different movie? You no, you're not. Okay, there's something that movie was just called Repo Man. Okay, Repo Man, yeah, right. But it's a, it's a similar plot. Yeah, gotcha. And okay. that like, hey, you're not paying for your, your bionic eyes, so we're gonna have to come and uh, repossess them. Okay. But uh, so but um, you play part of a criminal underbelly, and you're just part of this city culture, and it just looks really really cool. And you can, they're really. CD Projekt Red is really uh, banking on you can be whoever you want in this game, regardless of whatever, and that's kind of that's really kind of cool. Yeah, because isn't this the game that some of the gameplay footage was of the grandma beating somebody up? No, that was uh, that was uh, I think. Oh, what is it? It's something Legion. Uh, Watchdogs Legion. Watchdog. Okay, that was the Watchdogs game. That, that, that My was mistake. making me laugh. That, yeah, no, that was <laughs> that funny. was really cool. Um, but no, you're, you're, it's, this is a first person RPG more or less, uh, and you can just get cybernetic modifications, all sorts of weapons. You can craft things. It's just super kind of cool. And to have it in kind of like a Blade Runner type setting yeah, to me is really, really sweet. If you could get a real life right now, cybernetic modification in your body, what would you do, Kyle? And probably get an arm with a blade in it or something. I don't know. Arm blade, okay. Arm blade, that's all right. It's a I, typical one, or like. See, I would want something practical, like maybe some uh, some new knees. Yeah, I was thinking, do I go health wise? Because my back is a disaster. So, yeah, do no. I get that fixed, or do I get like the ability to fly? Can, yeah, you, put, can right. you put jet boosters in my feet or something? You know, <laughs> maybe blast off. I'm also curious. So, when you play these games, Kyle, because you strike me, I have a, a I have a thought as to how you'd play through them. Do you play as like good or evil? Do you try to play neutral? It de- it depends. So like um if we're talking like let's say Mass Effect where you can be you can be either a paragon or, or the, the renegade stuff or the renegade. Right, you can you can make the, uh, the good so the good decisions or the bad decisions. My my male character is always like the new it was kinda like me, like always for the good or whatever is right and then Usually my female character is always kinda like she's like, Well, she's the master of her own universe and she doesn't feel like playing kiss ass right. more or less. And uh she uh just goes around doing whatever. So, okay, so, so she's more renegade. So when it comes to games where you can make a decision between good and evil, you tend to play them twice. I tend to play them twice, yes. On your first playthrough. Always good guy. I Always. knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it, Kyle, you're too good of a guy to play as a bad guy. I knew you were gonna be the good guy. You caught you got me off guard a little bit when you're like, if I'm playing as the female, 
she's going to be a badass <laughs> right. villain. And I was like, wow, didn't see that coming. But then because, once you ask, I'm glad you asked when you play it through the first well, time. Well, yeah, because that's, that, I mean, Bioware games typically have that kind of decision. And yeah. A lot of games nowadays, yeah. like Fallout and everything, have that kind of decision. I, I'm real curious because I don't think we've had this discuss, discussion before, uh, James. What, when, when you first play through a game where you can choose to make try to stay bad decisions. as neutral as possible. Really? Like, yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I played the game as if it's really me making these decisions. Sure. And I'm like, what would I really do? So would I blow up Megaton? Uh, let's go back to Fallout 3. Right. Would I blow up Megaton and have a sweet, sweet uh, 10 penny tower? Or would I let the citizens of Megaton survive? I'm sorry. Click, click, bye bye, Megaton. <laughs> Hello, Tenpenny Tower. I am now the owner of a fabulous suite. But um, then later on in the game, you'll make decisions specifically to try and balance that out. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, well, I was really bad. I killed a lot of people in Megaton. So, <laughs> guess what, old people who need the water? I will let you live. <laughs> Enjoy the clean water here in the future. Because I think me and Kyle play these games very similarly in that the, fir- the first time through, I, I also I try and make the decision based on like what, what would I decide? Yeah. What would I want to think? I always tend to be the good guy. By yeah. the end of that game, I can see that too. Yeah, but then, but then, you know, something like Mass Effect that I had a real good time with. All right, let's play through and just like let's be a total yeah, jerk, be as evil as I possibly can. Yep. I, so like when I was playing through Fallout Three, like my roommate would always make fun of me because I'm like, he's like, why would you make that choice? I'm like, because that's what I would do in my own heart. Yeah, I would choose this. So he started playing, but he was he just killed everybody. Right. And I'm just like, how are you even? He's like, he can go anywhere without people coming to attack him. Like anywhere <laughs> he'd go, he's on everybody's crap list. You yeah. Know? I was like, how can he, the game's not fun. Every time you go somewhere, everybody wants to kill you. It's funny that, you know, there, we have these games that like the game changes specifically based on the decisions you make like that. But even going back to like the Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah. Like that was, I don't want to say that's the grandfather of this type of gameplay, but it was always... Uh, almost like a psychological profile. Yeah, it's of like, like almost the first time they you... give you the keys. Like, yeah. here's the keys to your moral automobile. Let's see what you do. Play it how you want to yeah. play it. And then, like, any, any anybody, you know, could at the end of a, a playthrough stop and look at them and be like, I'm kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, for I, I have a feeling that uh, my my attitude for that might change. Yeah. Come uh, time to play some cyberpunk because uh, I definitely feel like. Dude, you want to be kind of want to be a jerk. Yeah, you want to be the underground <laughs> drug lord or whatever, man. Right. You want to be that guy, the underground like I wanna badass. Be, I want to be whoever gets to hang out with Keanu Reeves the most. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> Build yourself a phone booth and if make I, it time travel. If I if I get yeah, there we go. That's what we need. We need another Bill and Ted game. I loved the Bill and Dude, Ted game on the old Nintendo. Oh my God, you actually understood that game? I did. I had no idea what I was doing. Every I time we play the- it, there's like pudding cups, right? <laughs> yep. There's pudding cups you collect and yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, you, you got pudding cups, you got uh, firecrackers, you got uh, cassette tapes, that okay. you, and that was to stop people from running into you and taking away your coins. Or oh, okay. run, people would run after you and try and like make uh, send you to the jail, wherever, whichever time. Yeah, whatever period time you're, you're Yeah, if you in. threw a pudding cup, they would go after the cup instead of you. Oh. If somebody was coming after you. Because we would play that. My buddy had it. We would play it. And we're like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We had no clue what we we're doing. We pop it in. And we like, let's see if we can figure it out today. Maybe, right. maybe since the last three months, our brains have grown. We've got some intelligence. So we can now figure this out. Could never figure it out. I, I put remember. that game up on the same shelf as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Um, yeah, that I'm game, trying to think what other game. There's like an old Dragon Warrior game, and I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> there was, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of months ago about the Friday the 13th game on the uh, Oh, on yeah, the we were talking club. about that, too. Okay, that so we did us. talk about that, yeah. yeah, because I found an article where, like, some dude was like, I never understood this game, so mm-hmm. I'm going to play it now, and then, you know, look up on game FAQs, like, how this game works, and yeah. it was surprisingly deep. Mm-hmm. They, why why couldn't you have told me how this game works when I got that little 16-page uh, you know, yep. booklet? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing to go back and see like some of these games, and you're like, I don't understand how this works. And now every time you buy a game, there's a tutorial that's way too in depth. Like, right, teach yeah. you how to tie your shoes. I don't need to tie my shoes. How do I find a gun and shoot somebody? You know, <laughs> just teach me the basics. I don't need to know everything. I find that with the uh, Nintendo Switch, sometimes uh, if they re-release like an old PC game, like for instance, I just rebought Undertale uh, mm-hmm. because it comes with a little booklet. Like because games don't come with like booklets anymore. No, they don't. They're like, they just they just give you a little a little piece of paper that's like go to this website and uh, you can you can download the book. Or yeah, you can most read games the book. You don't even need a disc. Yeah, well, yeah. Nowadays you can just download the games. Yeah. I don't that know. Makes I've... them cheaper, but at the same time, I still want that physical copy. Thank because, you. Yeah, because because that I... one. Thank yes. you. Kyle's on your side. Yeah. The, the Me only and Kyle reason... be running things in the, <laughs> the only reason the I am like that is because like. My my sister's fiance is always like, well, you know, I I have all these games and they're always on sale. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but if I don't want that game later, I can go to GameStop or wherever I can sell it. That's true. To maybe get a different game. And he's like, he's like, no, I never do that. And and then he came to me one day. He's like, you know, I wish I could like sell like five of my games. I'm like, that's why I buy them physically, even right. if it's more expensive. It's better in the long run because I'm like, oh wow, I want this super cool collector's edition of this game. I really want. Trade all that stuff in that I know I'm not going to play anymore. Right. Boom. Extra cash in my pocket. The whole 16 cents. Yeah, I know, right? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this Why game came out last stores. week. $1. What? We'll give you $3 for that, but we're going to resell it for $74. I'm like, yep. whoa. That's a hell of a markup. Yeah, and then they, you know, they wonder uh, why they're not doing well the last yeah. couple of years. Because yeah. uh, we all figured it out. You know, yeah, give us anything for our game. Around, well, man. the other thing about having a physical copy of a game is you finish a game, you're like, that was really fun, and you're telling somebody about it. He's like, I'm just going to let you borrow it, man. Yeah, check this out. I can't let you borrow a game I have on Steam. Correct. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just you want to come over? Computer? No, I don't really come on to come over and play your games. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Let's so have a Gears of War shirt on. And huh? I know they've. I noticed you have a Gears oh, of War yes. shirt on. I cannot wait for Gears Five. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Like, what's your go. thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'm really. <laughs> now we're getting into a whole can of worms that just opened. Uh, all right. Okay, maybe we won't have time for all that. We'll have to no. save that for another day. I'm excited for Gears Five mainly because they really introduced some interesting facts in Gears Four about the uh, Locust from the previous set of games when the games first came out. Those are the bad guys, right? Yeah, that, the Locust Horde was... somehow hidden under, underground. Yep. So one of the female characters, uh, I can't remember her name. She in, fly in the giant fly? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, she uh, has this pendant from her aunt or grandmother, and she, uh, on the reverse side of it, is the Locust symbol. So I'm like, hmm, I think someone's uh, related to Mira, Queen of the Locust Horde, which was kind of interesting. So I have to re- go through and replay those games. But right. we'll leave that conversation for another day. But I'm super excited for the answer. He's very excited. Very excited for Gears of War. <laughs> I think we got to give Kyle a new nickname. So he's GK. He's, he's Ginger Kyle. I know he's, I know he's Ginger Kyle, but I feel like we got to call him Kyle Zilla. 
Kyle Zilla? Kyle Zilla, man. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's my vote. Kyle right. Zilla. After all the guys Zilla talk and all this video game talk, you are Kyle Zilla. I like it. I like it, too. Thanks for coming in, Kyle. We'll I talk to you again it. real Thank soon. Thank you for having me. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Golden radio. I know. See you later, nerds. And we're out. How do you feel about it? That's fine. Which okay. was in the you know, yeah. from the old the old platform. Yeah, clean that pleasure pad off. <laughs> yeah, you will never make that mistake ever again. You will never find that that thing will be immaculate every That's time. So funny. You're going to go harder it. on that thing, Al. <laughs> That's how it got there to begin with. Is that the is that the By blowing or stroking? <laughs> well, is that is that a hmm. sequel? The blowhard. <laughs> the blow harder. <laughs> blow harder. I didn't mean if you got water on your arm. I apologize. Oh, I didn't. That was no. uh, nope. Faulty seal around that straw. Didn't get. By seal, I mean my lips.